Are you ready? Yeah. I got Oktoberfest. But it's not October yet. Welcome back to Fine Wine and Evil Spirits, the podcast where we talk about the dead, spooky, and local lore from a different state or country each week. I'm Sarah. I'm Kevin. So we lit we we missed last week because <laughs> I missed fell, that sentence. <laughs> what? Why do I just like pumping? Stop pointing it out. I fell asleep after a day drinking episode and we wanted to give everybody an extra story. Also, there's so much going on in Brazil that it's kind of hard to choose just three. We're not talking mosquitoes. Oh my gosh, you and the mosquitoes. Well, there's so many over there. There are, but there's also a lot here. And we have the West Nile virus here too. Mm. So we, we, you know, we, we have mosquito problems. Um, um, so last week we went to Peddler's Village and there was a peach festival. Uh, I drank... An array of peach items while Kevin babysat me during the old people convention. Well, you gotta live it up, right? Yeah. At least one of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll post that on Instagram and Facebook, but if you're ever in the area, stop by Peddler's Village. Free Will Brewing is there, and also Chad's Ford Winery has wine slushies. I think somebody said seasonally, so I guess during the summer. Um, so this is our 10th episode. What, what? You do not sound excited about oh, that. Double digits. Sorry, I'm kind of low. Out of it? Yep. Um, so we're venturing outside of the United States and into Brazil. We're not drinking anything right now because we decided to day drink today. Um, and even Kevin was able to get some this time. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're still currently out of it. Uh, we went to Peddler's Village again. It's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> but this time, my brother Anthony and Jenny, his awesome girlfriend, are visiting from Minnesota. So, we did some light shopping. If you've ever, ever been to Peddler's Village, you uh, you know that it's mostly to look at, yeah. I guess. <laughs> at least for us. Well, there's a lot of neat stuff there. It's all, like, handmade stuff. And uh, No, I love it there, and I love going there, and I love looking at stuff, but buying stuff rarely ever happens. Um, but we sat by Free Will Brewery again, where me, Anthony, and Jenny had beverages, but Kevin was trapped in the bathroom with a child who couldn't stop using it. <laughs> <laughs> that kid loves bathrooms. I know. I know all the bathrooms around. You never get stuck. You need a bathroom. Let me know. Call Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm the tour guide for that. And it'll even give you like a story with that particular bathroom. Yep, I remember on July 2nd, 2019, I used this bathroom because Weston did this. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, we don't want to know the, all the gory <laughs> details. But um, anyway, we did this thing where you get like four drinks. I forget what it's called. And then you choose the one that you like the most. Like, like kind of, kind of like a taste test thing. But, yeah. like, you saw it, right? The little yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it was... yeah. I'll have to get my brother to send a picture to me because my camera's broken. He mm. got so, so frustrated with me yesterday because that's all I kept saying. I'm like, can you take a picture of that for me because my camera's broken? 
And then, well, it is broken. <laughs> at one point, he was in a store, and I was outside, and I was pointing to the one side. He's like, oh, I have to go take a picture for her. <laughs> um, so I'm officially stating that the Scarecrow is my most favorite beer that I've ever had, ever. Really? Like, out of all the beers I've had, if somebody said, oh, like, what's your favorite beer? I'll be like, the Scarecrow from Free Will. Because it's just, it's a pumpkin um, beer, but it doesn't taste like pumpkin. It just tastes like the spices that go with, like, pumpkin, pumpkin? pie. So, like, okay. all, I think it's, like, nutmeg, allspice, and cinnamon. Okay. Oh, it's so good. I can't wait. I was going to get it in a growler. But they Why are you growling? No. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but they um they didn't have any on tap because they had just run out, I think. So like they wow, said sold out. Well they said that when it like is in fall, they'll have a lot more of it because it's seasonal. Right. Right now I guess they're just like starting it out. To My get favorite people. seasonal beer is Oktoberfest. Yeah, but this is like straight from like the brewery. Right. This isn't like bottled and Oh, you're talking about on tap. Yeah. I don't well, think I'm I tried that one, did I? I think you did, but you don't remember it because you were really into the um, ESP, the Extra Special Peach. Oh, yeah, that was really... I was at the Peach Festival, yeah. And that was good, too, but ugh, I can't... After having the Scarecrow, like, that's the only thing I want in my life right now. Um, then we went to Hewn Spirits. <laughs> I like the name of that because I just want... I want to keep saying it. I said it at least, like, 15 times yesterday. My brother was probably about to bop me. Um, I had this drink called the Avalanche, which is a raspberry-infused vodka, white cranberry juice, and it had a raspberry for a garnish. And it was you, it was so good. You couldn't... You could taste that the alcohol was in there, but you couldn't, like, taste it. Like, it wasn't overpowering. Yeah. So it just... It was just a drink. You know, I felt like I was also drinking water though too, because it was clear. So that's probably that's scary. That's probably dangerous. If it's dangerous. Yeah. Look at me drinking water filled with alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> um, Five glasses later, can't stand. <laughs> yeah. Um. So after that, we we dropped the kids off at my mom's and hung out at the Penn Cinema Bar. Bar. Yeah. Yeah, bar. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's it's oh, a yeah. bar inside the cinema. That's awesome. At in Huntington Valley, um, where we met Joe, who Jenny and Anthony had already met, and he was kind enough to show off his mixing skills because I could never do that and make anything taste semi decent. That's like an art form. Yeah, I'm not even like knowing how to mix and stuff. Yeah, he did, good, he did a great job doing that. So I think my favorite was the hard lemonade, which was lemonade mixed with uh, mermaid spirits, white rum. And then, Kev, you got, what was it? A, the bourbon, Mr. Bourbon Brown or something? Yeah, which was like um, a beer and bourbon mix. Yes. Yes. It was, you like that, right? Yeah, I like that. Um, that's my drink. That's your drink <laughs> when you go there? Yeah. So let's, we should take the kids to the movies and get a drink. And take an Uber home. <laughs> I think it'll be good after two hours, right? Nope. If you just have one drink? Nope. No? Nope. Dang. I'll drive. Okay. You can drink. I, th- I feel like I owe it to you at this point. <laughs> You've been babysitting me the past couple of weekends. Yeah. And you'll be babysitting me next weekend, probably. A lot of babysitting going on over here. <laughs> you know, so professional. I'll get, you, I'll get you on that movie. Um, I babysit adults. <laughs> story of my life. Anyway. 
Um, so anyway, Mermaid Spirits Distillery is actually diagonal from the Penn Cinema and worth checking out as well because who doesn't like mermaids? I like mermaids. Do you like mermaids? You like mermaids. Like, like Ariel? Like just mermaids in general. It doesn't have to be. What? Do you have a crush on Ariel? No, I, I remember in the 90s. Well, in the I 90s, I had a uh, VHS tape of uh, Everybody Roman. had a VHS tape in the 90s, Kevin. Even though it came out in 89. I... Thank you for but the history still. of the Little Mermaid. Oh, you're welcome. Did you know that there? That's not the like the actual story. Wasn't that like a a, a sailor's like a? Oh, you're thinking tell- of sirens. Am I? They used to sing to the sailors. That's what I always thought. Like, I thought. Hold on a second. I thought a mermaid and a siren were kind of like the same thing. Kind of. I think the mermaid's supposed to be nice, and then the sirens like all mean and stuff. Yeah. All right. So. Now that we're done with the booze, <laughs> All right. our first story in Brazil is about the little castle of Apa Street. And total disclaimer, we all know I can't pronounce anything right. I'm going to do my best to say, I don't think I said this right because I know that I say it way too much. All right. Um, it could be a drinking game. How many, yeah. <laughs> how many times did she say it? It could be our own drink. Like, we could listen back to it and be like, okay, every time you say a word We may wrong, not finish the podcast <laughs> if you do that. <laughs> and then every time I say, what do you usually say? Got words or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Can you speak words? <laughs> and then you have to finish your drink. All right. And, of course, the first couple of words are Our like, hard ones. what's it? Um, and Sao... Paulo, Brazil. Paulo? Paulo. I don't know. I'm, I'm just Americanizing the word. <laughs> in 1912, the construction of a mansion was built on Apa Street as requested by Dr. Virgilio Cesar dos Reyes. Wow, that was his, really good. Thank you. For his wife, Maria. And also, I don't know if you can tell me that it's good because we both don't know if it's right. I know you flowed right <laughs> through that sentence. I think I tried, that was great. I tried. Um, Dr. Virgilio brought in architects from France to oversee the project, and the home became known as the Castellino da Rua Apa. Rua Apa. Or the Little Castle of Apa Street, which is what I will go with for the rest of this segment. Um... So, it was meant to look like a medieval castle stationed in the center of the city and covering 7,500 square feet. This was a distinctive... Wow. Yeah, it was huge. That's huge. Yeah. Um, there was a distinctive tower that hovered over the structure. Luxurious decor blanketed the inside with gorgeous yet comfortable furniture. It had marble staircases and carpets that had been imported from India. Despite having a house built to perfection turmoil struck within two decades of its construction and fam- and the family could no longer enjoy it because they were all dead what yeah do you see how dramatic i built that up yeah dr for beautiful house you know everybody's <laughs> living great next thing you know yep everybody's they're all dead, dead. <laughs> um <laughs> what went wrong well we'll find out Dr. Virgilio and Maria had two sons. The oldest, Alvaro, was a lawyer and professional ice skater. He was known for being social and good with the ladies. His brother, Armando, was two years younger and more shy than Alvaro. He was a lawyer and kept to himself. In 1937, the doctor died. And I couldn't find out how he died. But I'm sure it was like from natural causes. 
um, leaving the family business, which was a movie theater called Scene Broadway to Alvaro, the oldest. Um, fresh from France, Alvaro had decided um, that he wanted to change the movie theater into an ice skating rink. But that didn't go over well with Armando. Only two months after the doctor's death, the housekeeper, Eliza Langfelder, was putting her kids to bed when she heard a loud noise from the main room. She ran to the street, which is smart, instead of running to the main room because you don't know what's going on. So you want to get help before you go in? Hold on, she put her kid into bed and ran to the main street? She didn't get her kid? She just left her kid there? I think that the house was kind of like sectioned off. Like where she stayed was sectioned off from the actual house. Oh, okay. But I probably would still take my kids with me. Um, She ran to the street, got the attention of a watchman, and they found the remaining family members in a pool of their own blood inside the mansion. Because there were no witnesses to the scene, it took a couple years for police to develop an explanation as to what happened. It's believed that the brothers had gotten into a dispute over the plans for the family business. Alvaro went for his gun, and Maria went to intervene, but the gun went off and he shot her accidentally. Realizing what he had done, he killed his younger brother Armando as well, and then turned the gun on himself. Mm. It seems like that would be like a good explanation, right? Yeah. So, this is a story that would stay with the case, but there were inconsistencies. First, there were two different types of bullets, meaning that one that the one gun had been fired that they had, but there was also another one. Um, the, uh, the other gun had never been identified. The first was, obviously, Alvaro's. So, the second inconsistency, um, Alvaro was shot two times in the chest. Which, if you're committing suicide, has to be hard to, like, turn it on yourself and do it twice, twice in the chest. I guess unless you missed, right? But he didn't miss because he got himself. Because he, like, there's two bullet holes. Uh, finally, Maria, his, their mother, had been shot four times. If it was an accident, like they were saying. All right, you don't get shot four times. Yeah. This, so, what actually happened is still, still a mystery. By the time the 80s rolled around, the castle and the neighborhood had pretty much deteriorated, and the area had been become known for abandoned buildings, drug dens, and cheap ho- uh, hotels vacated by prostitutes. In addition, there was a significant amount of homeless people in tent cities. One of the homeless living in the tents was Maria Eulina, I think. I'm not, I don't know. In 1990, Maria put in a request to have the buildings building as a historic landmark which was eventually granted in 2004 but going back to 1997 the government allowed maria to start an organization called the mother's club in the back room of the home then in 2015 maria was given the permission to raise funds to get the castle back to the original state using pictures that had been taken during the murder investigation so they haven't actually done that yet it's still like a work in progress like i don't even i don't think they even started it yet um the mother's club is still in operation with the purpose of teaching the homeless skills such as making purses and decorations from recycled materials to sell and earn an income which i thought that's good yeah i mean all that tragedy that came out of it and at least something good and they're using recycled material yeah so that's that's nice um over the years there have been claims that the structure has been haunted that's uh, not good. <laughs> yeah, right. Here, make all these crafts and stuff, but also be mm-hmm. scared by these 
creepy ghosts. Um, people have said that they, they, that screams could be heard each year on the anniversary of the tragedy. There was also a horror movie that was supposed to be filmed, but the director who was using the house had an unfortunate accident, accident during the shooting, and they, they stopped. But I couldn't find out what the accident was or what the movie was. Um, the sci-fi channel uh, show Ghost Hunters went on location and there was a woman that discussed her personal experience such as seeing an apparition apparition of a man who vanished when she tried speaking to him. The team um, seemed to have a hard time trying to, I don't know, make contact with anything and they didn't know what sound was what because it's on a busy street. And also, like, if you look at the picture, um, inside, it's all open. So, like, you, like, a bird could sit down and you'd be like, oh, my God, what's upstairs? You know? Okay, yeah. All right. So, our next story is also one I'm going to have trouble pronouncing. <laughs> a Loria du Bonherio. I don't know. Bonherio. Yeah. Yeah. But if you need that translated, as I do, it means the blonde in the bathroom. The blonde in the bathroom? Yeah. So that doesn't sound really scary, right? Like, oh, there's a blonde in the bathroom. Unless it's like a a Bloody Mary type. (gasps) How did you know? Well, what else would be in the bathroom? I guess you're looking at something, right? (laughs) Yes. Um, similar to our U.S. version of Bloody Mary, the blonde in the bathroom is based off the urban legend that a woman's spirit is unable to rest and hangs out in the bathroom to scare the shit out of people, basically. Um, <laughs> so it was right? In a yeah. weird way? Yeah. Um, which, again, remember I told you that story about how the girls in the bathroom were like, at, like I was in elementary school, they were like, you just say Bloody Mary three times. Yeah, you say Bloody Mary three times and I'll yeah. be outside the door. I was terrified. Um, so anyway, she was said to be gorgeous with long blonde hair, but then her face had been cut up and bloody. Sometimes she got she has bloody cotton stuffed in her mouth and nose. Her empty eye sockets ooze blood, and some say that she comes to people through mirrors staring at you with no eyes. Mm, not fun. No. Others say that she will ask you to take the cotton from her nose. Can you imagine taking Take the cotton from my nose. <laughs> Do you think he says it like that or <laughs> scarier? Take the cotton from my nose. Take the cotton from my nose. If you don't believe in her, uh, you can always try to summon her, which, by the way. No, thank you. Don't summon her. Um, We're going to tell and, you how, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just kidding. And, well, I am. And if you well, do, you listen. Um, if you do, we won't be liable for any unfortunate events. <laughs> yeah, right. If she comes out of the mirror, like, that's not our problem. We told you. We told you not to do it. Right. Um, so. That was a disclaimer. <laughs> yes, that was a disclaimer. So, here's what you do if you do want to see her in Brazil. This is the Brazil method. You have to be in Brazil to do this. Yes. Go to the last stall in the bathroom. What if there's only one? That doesn't count. Kick the door three times. I just made that up. I don't actually know. <laughs> Next, you kick the door three times. Hold on. Kick the door? Can you give it, Can you just let me say it and then we can discuss it? All right, good. Dang. Flush the toilet three times. Turn the tap on and off three times. Say a curse word aloud three times. 
Like in the United States, all we do is say her name three times, and we're mm. good. We're good to go. We're like we're ready to. We're start. haunted for the rest of her life. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if we should call this like a process improvement, or yeah. if we're just like the United States is just lazy, <laughs> but we get it done in like just three, three yeah. words. Yeah. Um. So there's a couple different stories explaining how she got trapped in schools, which. Okay, the first was a troublemaker. The blonde was known for skipping classes, to hang out in bathrooms, to drink, smoke, and just causing chaos like, you know, normal kids do. Um, she clearly didn't have a Mr. Richie at her school because I had a Mr. Richie and he would, like, <laughs> bust down into, like, the bathroom if he even smelled smoke. Right. So, didn't your friends get chased away from our school because you guys weren't from there? Yes. <laughs> Oh, good old Mr. Richie. He, like, he followed someone home one day because he didn't think that they lived in the area that they were supposed... I think it was my brother. I might be lying. Mm. I don't remember. Um, yeah. So, anyway, she was in the bathroom one day and fell, hit her head on the toilet in the last stall, and then she bled to death. She now haunts the school bathroom, scaring the shit out of people and causing havoc even after her death. Sounds about right. Next, next was the Visca- Viscount's daughter. Uh, Maria Augusta was a Brazilian Viscount's daughter. For you, for those of you who don't know, because I had to look it up, a Viscount is a British nobleman ranking above a baron and below an earl. Maria was forced to marry a man that she didn't love, and he was a lot older than she was. Because she wasn't happy, she started to have an affair. I don't blame her in that regards. Can you be imagine? Can you like imagine being forced to marry somebody? Yeah, arranged marriages. Yeah, and like the person's so much older than you. Like grandpa. Oh, <laughs> whenever I think of stuff like that, I think of in Big Daddy when he called the the old guy. He said he had old balls. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> um, so she ran to Europe with her lover. Unfortunately, she got pneumonia when she was trying to start her new life and then died. Um, Her body was sent back to her family. There's a rumor that a mirror broke the moment that she died. How anybody would know that she died and then the mirror broke at the same time if they weren't in the same room. Right, yeah. And then they put her body in a glass casket refusing to bury her. Which explains why she appears in mirrors. Why would you put her in a class case? I don't know. That's like some Snow White shit, but she ain't waking up. Yeah, right. Um, so last we have the naughty teacher. The naughty teacher. Yeah. Uh, there was a teacher who fell in love with one of her students, and there seems to be a lot of those anymore. So this could be a modern story, you know? Right. Because I hear it all the time. Um... Uh, So it's still completely taboo and not cool, even though it happens all the time. Especially because her husband found out. He was furious, and as he should be. But he murdered her. He came to the school. Damn, I wouldn't be that furious. Well, he came... Listen to this. He came to the school, stabbed her, then then cut her face into ribbons, and then he shoved her face into the toilet in the last stall, holding her head down down until she drowned to death. 
That's a lot of work. So out of those three stories, I feel like that one would be the most... Yeah, because she was killed in the school. Because that particular one was found... I don't know, you have to go into the bathroom, do all this, like, circus yeah. stuff. Circus stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the bottom one, I would Twitch think. Twitch your nose five times, yeah. three times. Everything was in threes. Right. I'm talking trash on it, but... Talking trash. Talking trash. <laughs> But the thing is, watch it be real, right? You go there, you do it, and you're like, what the hell? Like, well, that's why... How do you reverse it? How do you stop it? You can't. You can't? There's no... No, she just kills you. At oh, least okay. that's how I know. Like, right. yeah. We'll have to call Sam and Dean. Don't uh, know. The Winchesters. Yeah. <laughs> um, is... They find a way. The next story is the Pisadira. Uh, Pisadira. I'm going with that. Uh, don't go to sleep air on your back after eating a large meal. The pisadira strikes when you are bloated and drowsy, vulnerable to attack. It is said that the pisadira likes to feed on their unsuspecting victims while the person is trying to fall asleep or has fallen asleep. The story of the pisadira stems from the old hag syndrome, an explanation for sleep paralysis. However, in Brazil, if you are attacked by the pisadira, you might not make it out alive. This creature is thin, bony, is a thin, bony female. She has short legs and long, messy hair. Her nose is pointed, uh, but large, and she has wide red eyes. So, that, I'm sorry, that all sounds like me. Well, actually, I'm not bony. I just have the short legs and messy like long hair, and my nose is pointed, but it's not wide. Anyway, her fingers <laughs> are long and thin. Um, with yellow nails or claws. Her mouth is filled with sharp teeth. If her appearance was not creepy enough, Sumler says that she emits a terrifying giggle. Can you imagine, like, being in the dark, you're trying to sleep, you just ate a meal that you enjoyed, and then you hear this creepy giggle? Yeah, and then she's on top of you trying to rip your face, face off. off. No, she's not trying to rip your face off. That's just what the picture looks like. Um, others say that she is completely silent. And you only hear the laughing when you're the person that she's targeting. That's super creepy. The I piece chill from that. I know. The piece of Dira waits for her victims on top of the roof until they are asleep and belly up. Once they have shut their eyes, she comes into the room, climbs onto the bed, and goes on top of the person's chest. No one sees her on the top of the roof? Maybe she's like camouflaged. But the roof? I don't know. Like, do you look at the roof all the time? Maybe now she... I am. <laughs> Just don't go to Brazil and eat a big meal. I feel like if you go to Brazil, all you do is eat big meals because the food is like probably really good. That beach, and then you're putting a lot of bug spray on. Oh my god, you and the bug spray. <laughs> oh my, <gasps> you love bug spray. So Kevin like dressed our child in clothes and bug spray yesterday, the and you bugs could... keep biting. They're Not like they're... listen. This is like when you try to take. Like four Tylenol instead of two because you think it's gonna work faster. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> um, actually, it might. <laughs> um, so you will be, you'll wake up and you won't be able to move. You can't see or hear what's going on, but you can't stop it. The Pisadira feeds off your fear, and she will do one of two things: she'll torture you slowly until you stop breathing. And you will become the victim of another unsolved death. 
or she will leave you alone for now. Second one. For now. Because then when she's hungry again, she will come back. Can you like give her snacks or something? Like leave you alone. <laughs> no. I give you a snack. Humans. Um so you'll be even more terrified before and then she like feeds off your fear. So that makes a better meal. Oh. It's like getting an ice cream sundae and then getting whipped cream and a cherry on top. With sprinkles? With sprinkles. Exactly. Um <laughs> <laughs> so this creature is known throughout many different cultures and names to explain sleep paralysis. Um, I'm not sure what's scarier, uh, like having sleep paralysis or believing that like this creature is causing it. Because sleep paralysis itself is terrifying. Have you ever had it? I'm not really sure what sleep paralysis is. Now it's I'm like, thinking about it. It's like you're in bed. And, like, your mind is working, and, like, you can, like, look around, I guess. But, like, your body can't move. Oh. Uh, you know? Yeah. yeah. All right. Our last story. Are you ready for this? This one is rough. Rough? This one is rough. Why? Why is it rough? Um, it's a story about a mutilated mystery man. Mm, that is rough. Well... I've watched a lot of ID channel and disturbing horror movies, uh, but this case of in course 19- you did. <laughs> Listen, what? No, no, you do like a lot I of that do. Stuff. Yeah. In 1994, this uh, this takes the cake. This story um, in bizarre. Imagine not only a person being murdered, but their body is just completely mutilated, and not just mutilated, but systematic mutilation means that it's done like strategically and planned and precise something that a doctor would be able to I'll get to that um again I've heard I've heard stories about how like killers were precise like a surgeon um but this they knew exactly what they were doing as well as the specific body parts and organs that they wanted but for what we may never know because what we do know is that the left eye, the left ear, the lips, the tongue, and the jawbone were removed. And now I'm going to show you a picture. Are mm-hmm. you ready? Yeah. So that's no way. Be. Yeah. And he has these holes. Oh my god, I'm going to throw up, I think. Yeah, you didn't even see the worst pictures. And I don't oh, think I'm going to yeah. show you because you'll probably throw up. So, oh, the entire rectum track... Mm-hmm. So his butt was taken out. And I'm quoting the article I read, leaving a large gaping hole similar to how an apple core remover will slice out the center, leaving the inside fully intact. What? Yeah, so his whole, yeah, rectal cavity. But yeah. Who needs a rectal cavity? That's the, that's the mystery of this. The upper torso had two this holes. It's not Legos. Oh my god. You need all these like different Lego pieces. The oh up, my god. listen, the upper torso had two holes which were described as drainage holes that were flawlessly carved into the chest. And you know what else is missing from the body? No. Blood. 
The blood's missing? Yes. Which makes this case even more frightening, is that it's believed that the mutilation was done with speed, precision, and powered by an advanced intelligence. What would be able to do that? Aliens. Aliens. They always blame it on aliens. So, here's a little bit of it, like an info dump. Or um, surgeon, probably somebody with some kind of skill. No, because there's no blood. You can't be that perfect. There's no way. All right, keep going. So, again, here's a little bit of an info dump. Four years after the body was found, the information um, of the case had been shared with the public for the first time by Reacher Zapata, Garcia, and Dr. Rubens. They explained that the body was found in the in a Guara Guara Piranaga. I don't know how to say that. Yeah, I'm not sure neither. <laughs> Reservoir located on the southern area of the city in Sao Paulo, Brazil. The obtained pictures from the Brazilian police and the head of the primary investigation willingly handed over the files. Um, why they why they found oh, what am I what they found in the files aside from the horribly gruesome scene was that there was no sign of struggle, no weapons, and no violence. So this guy was like completely just like no sign of struggle. Yeah. Um, uh, so the information crazy. is all public now and can be found like on the resources on our website. Um, some areas have been blacked out of the official report to protect the identity of the victim, which confuses me a little bit because I thought it said that they didn't, they still don't know who it is, or maybe they just don't want people to know who it is. Um, Why wouldn't you want to know who it is? I don't know. To protect the family, I have no idea. Uh, more from the autopsy report, the auxiliary regions on both sides showed soft spots where organs had been removed. Incisions were made on the face, internal thorax, abdomen, legs, arms, and chest. Shoulders and arms have perforations of one to five inches in diameter where tissues and muscles were extracted. The edges of the perforations were uniform and so was their size. The chest had shrunk due to the removal of internal organs. Um, we observed the removal of the right and left orbital areas, emptying of the mouth cavity, so its tongue and stuff, the pharynx or orophynex, necks, neck, <laughs> right and left armpit area, abdomen, pelvic cavity, and then the right and left groin area. Precise cookie cutter holes uh, are discovered in strategical positions throughout the rest of the body used for extracting external internal organs. This level of precision, precision suggests that the operation was executed with speed, the application of heat or lasers, all occurring as the subject was still alive. So all this happened to him while he was alive. Oh my god. It's... So that was just the... Um, the one report, the... Uh, Almost sounds impossible. Everything you just... That's, that's the whole point, is that it sounds impossible. Um, so basically, this man was tortured while he was alive. He had a heart attack from the um, the stress in his on like going on on his body. Right, yeah. Um, and the sucking devices were used to clear out the organs and cavities. <sighs> Again, it's believed that extraterrestrials were involved with the death of this man. No morals, 
or ethics were involved. Like, it was just completely... I mean, serial killers also don't have that, but I don't... I don't know. you got to be, like, pretty amazing. Like, you would have to be a surgeon or somebody that really knows yeah, I feel, I feel how like to... you would have to have, like, a team of people to be able to do something like that. And that's what it sounds like. That I don't know how much I believe aliens, but... And, like, what would a human being get out of doing this? People are sick. Well, I know that, but... Um, this case is so, like, insane, but it's similar to hundreds of cow mutilations that have been reported, which are, you know, blamed on aliens, too. And I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about the alien agenda. I, it always freaks me out because you don't know, like, what's out there. Um, but, you know, why wouldn't there be more? Why wouldn't it be happening all the time? Not that I want it to, but if, like, the aliens were trying to, like, examine us and and, and figure us out. Maybe they don't eat as much as we do. Eat? Well, if it's an alien, right? Well, why do they... Maybe they eat humans. I don't know. Maybe they, uh, I don't know, some weird stuff, huh? (laughs) I don't know. I would think more for testing purposes. Like, you know how people test on animals and stuff? Maybe they're thinking of alien shampoo, and they need to see how it affects us first. Yeah, definitely. Make sure you have clean hair. What? <laughs> Do aliens have hair? That would be funny. Because whenever I think of an alien, I always think of, like, like scary, like, like insect kind of looking. Yeah. Without hair. Never. I never pictured the Not a mohawk? Except- I can see one with a mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking of, like, gremlins. Like, when the gremlin has a mohawk. Do you remember that gremlin? Um, I'm going to say no. I I did see the gremlins, though. I just, a long time ago. You know what I like that with my brother being here? What's that? Is that he understands all my, like, my movie references and stuff. Yeah. You never do. I understand it. Not all the time. No, I do. It just takes me a while because I like, can't remember movies. I grew up and I didn't have cable. Uh, <laughs> Leave my cable situation alone, okay? You need cable for everything. Um, I wasn't really big on watching TV. I was always outside. So Always. Uh, if you do choose to follow the link on our website, please, please, please be forewarned that they are extremely disturbing and difficult to get out of your head. I'm about to show them to Kevin. Um, but if you have a sensitive stomach, I would skip these ones. Also, don't let any anyone, like, don't open them around kids. Yeah. Um, That's a disclaimer, too. Yeah. So it took me a second to see that the rectal cavity was the rectal cavity. And when I found that out, I was just like, oh, I've been looking at a rectal cavity. And it wasn't fun. Because it was a rectal cavity. But uh, that looks like it's the the bottom of the bottle. And we will... What what state are we doing next week? We need to do a state next week. A state? Don't put me on the spot like that. How oh. about Florida? Florida. Florida. Florida's fucked up. Whoa. Why is it? Well, no, guess... there's a lot of shit that happens in Florida. At least with true crime stuff. Oh, yeah? So. All right. So, it's, it's Florida, Florida next is week. Staying Stay, warm. Staying warm. <laughs> staying. You worry about the bugs in Brazil, but what about the bugs in Florida? Yeah. Bugs in... Well, I would think bugs in Brazil are worse. But Florida got some big ones. Florida's got huge ones. Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs>
as always, if you like our podcast, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Fine Wine and Evil Spirits, and also on Twitter at FWES Podcast. Like and share our posts, and don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know in detail what you think about the show and what your favorite parts are. Remember, five stars are... We'll haunt you. So this is the, like, what, a reenactment, I guess, picture? So that's where the two cookie-cutter wounds were on the chest. Why did they give this reenactment chest hair? Yeah, well, why is there chest hair on a... I don't know. I don't know why that's important. So then this is the autopsy report. You can see it's, like, some parts are blocked out. that looks so painful. Yeah, and he was alive. Oh, my God. Are you ready? No, hold on. I don't think I'm ready. No, you have to be ready. I don't know if I'm ready. His ear... And why did they give the reenactment so much hair? It's clear that he was, like, balding at the top. Whoa. Yeah, that's like a hole. That's like a blowtorch or something. Like, um... Well, they said heat and lasers. That's his penis. Oh. And his abdomen. You may want to second guess looking at these pictures. There's his rectal cavity. Oh. It took me a second. I'm like, wait, is that what I think it is? And then it was. And then that's it. Oh, oh there's a cow mutilation. How, why is his face like that? I don't know. Do you want to look at the rectal cavity again? Uh, no. 